Okay, great. Queen Town. Queen Town. Oh, Did gosh. I do it right that was this so time. loud. Yeah, I guess. I can that was loud. That. So I guess it was good. It's good. Your no, ears, continue. Your ears work. <laughs> Queen Town. Okay, now, Dana, now you can tell me about your week. Because Dana was talking Queen to me like we was friends Tone. before she hit record. And I just don't understand why you would be telling me about your week before we hit record. <laughs> Because I was thinking, I don't know what the fuck I was doing, what I've been doing since the last time. Listeners, listeners, every week we've been doing this show, we wait until we hit record to ask, how was your week? Uh, They've been telling me all this stuff. It is always because I'm always gonna blast you at the beginning for doing something wrong before like, we damn. record. <laughs> yeah, but the stuff, the thing is, the stuff that you do wrong is too embarrassing for me to say. It would be unsustainable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, oh, absolutely be because I do some mediocre dumb shit, it gets yes. blasted. That's fine. Yes, it's there's fine. a double standard here. It's fine. It it's is fine. what it is. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I love um, it. Welcome. It's another week. Um, it is the third to last week in December in 2020. Um, I just want to put out a friendly yeah. reminder that nothing is going to change on January 1st. Um, <laughs> damn nothing people I mean it's gonna like dreams. the calendar the calendar is going to change you know like it's probably gonna be a moon and a star and some other zodiac sign or something yeah. like that but like I feel like people's like 2020 once 2020 is over we just gonna wake up and Shit like it's different. gonna be January no. 32nd like <laughs> or December right. 32nd like it's not going to just brace yourselves you know brace yourselves yeah um, I, or you level know, set you know level that set. meme you know that meme that's usually the girl with the high bun and she's walking from like one year to the next and she yeah. usually has something in her bag. So I saw that this year and it was and it said like brunches and something. I was like, where are y'all going? There's no brunch in 2021. <laughs> I mean, I know some of y'all are still brunching, but that's not happening. I saw that one, except she was walking back to 2019. No. <laughs> like with the same shit in her bag. Like, <laughs> like we're going to try this again. Um, We're going to try this again. It is what it is, though. Yeah, so how is my week? Um, It's the week before, like, I'm off for the holiday, so I guess that's nice. Um, You'd be having so much off time. I I know. Like, I'm very, very thankful, very blessed um, of moving to another (laughs) company this this year. Um, And, like, them being a a large, um, not pusher, but pusher of, like, mental health days and all that. So I definitely take advantage of all of that. Um, I I also This year, I also have a lot of days because I'm not actively saving my days for vacations. So I'm just Mm -hmm. using them of, like, I need time off, I need whatever. Um, So in that sense, like, if the world was open, I probably wouldn't have as many because I would be saving for, like, a three-week vacation or, you know, somewhere else. But now it's like, I got days, so... I'm gonna take the one. government don't care. They give you like seven hours a week or something. I also seven don't work for an American company too. That, so <laughs> other countries, yeah, you helps. know, care a little bit they about their, care. their citizens. Um, you know, making sure they breathe in at work and you know stuff. Yeah, like that. all that. Um, the luxury, you know. Um, so tell me what you were watching since you were so ready to tell me before. We I already, recording. I already said it. So no, um, <laughs> I was watching um, the Wilds. I binged it. It's, yes, on, it's on Amazon so Prime. It's ten episodes, kind of a drama suspense, kind of who done it. It's what's like going Lost on. meets what's a Gossip Girl or yeah. like. 
but like a deeper gossip teenage, girl. Yeah. Like some teenage drama, like the OC or some yeah. shit. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, it's definitely more <laughs> drama, less like glamorous. But it's essentially mm-hmm. like nine teenage girls end up on this island. A plane crashes, they end up on this island. And then they're trying to like survive because they didn't know each other prior right. to get on the plane. Most of them didn't know each other prior to get on the plane. They're trying to survive. But then you quickly realize this wasn't no it wasn't a spontaneous crash i think they even say that in the trailer because the parents come on and were like we feel bad lying to our daughter that's in the trailer yeah so from the trailer you kind of get like not everything is what What it seems to be and even when you think it's what it seems it ain't really what it seems yeah um it was actually pretty good yeah i like that it had a good like I guess the girls were at 17, 18. I feel like there was a lot of different characters. And like, because it's episodes, you get a background to the characters and like their, you know, origin stories in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like that it was very different types of girls. And you can kind of see almost like the not so glamorous side of like teenage girlness and yeah. the shit. I feel like they on. weren't just archetypes of like I'm a bully and I'm somebody who gets bullied. Yeah. Like it was it was like people I know and I, you know, I see I see people like, oh yeah, that's similar to so and so and that's similar to so like it, it seemed yeah. very real as far as yeah. high school experiences and personalities go. Yeah. They also had Native American characters and I feel like I rarely see yeah. that in T V shows. Like they had yeah. black, they had white, they had, you know, like the what you would normally see. Oh, let me make sure I get yeah. one of this, one of that. Indian, um, but two of them. Oh, I think she was Indian. Yeah. Um, I think I looked her, I looked up the actress, but I don't know if she they was said in what something her else because she looks familiar. Grey's but, Anatomy. She was, she was, she played oh, a doctor. On, yeah. She played yeah. a doctor on Grey's Anatomy. I saw that in her yep. bio because I was like, who are these people? They're all like 25 yeah. <laughs> playing teenagers. The black girl who plays Rachel, do you watch Snowfall? Yeah, but I don't think I'm. Is that his girlfriend? Yes, that's uh, Wendy. Really? Or is that her? Is that her name? Yes, they made. I don't know if they put acne on her face. I think they did. I they think made they her did. look like a different person. Yeah, but that's her. I, I googled it. I googled oh, all of them because wow. I was obsessed. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> the, like the, the Native also, American girl is from Canada. She's indigenous. Which from Canada. Tony? Uh, no, Martha. Oh. Um. So I don't think Tony was indigenous. Yeah, like, she, I don't think her character was indigenous. Yeah, they made fun of no. being like saying she's from the Reds and stuff, and like, oh, even I their thought, high school was their high school was mostly. I think they were just calling her white trash because didn't because remember on the plane and this is not giving anything away, but she was saying like, oh, I always have to defend your people. Remember she made that comment because she was more upset about something about Native Americans than oh. her friend Martha was. So Maybe because they, they went to the same she was school. White trash. Yeah, I think she. Yeah, because oh. it was in Minnesota. They're both from Minnesota, so I think it's just like an Indian reservation or like you know a lot of Native mm. people in the same okay, so area, one but character. they're very poor. Yeah, one yeah. character. I thought it was both of them. Um, yeah, but it's, it's good. good. I, 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 really I, I spent. It. I didn't. I didn't realize I was binging the whole thing until I looked up and I had two episodes left, and I was like, I, now, I'm, now I'm committed. Seventy, like, yeah. damn. Now, now I'm committed. I'm like. 
I need to figure out what's what's going on. Now, I had a nice little cliffhanger. Some, some stuff didn't make sense. And we'll talk about this off air because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Oh, for now anybody. you want to talk outside the podcast. I'm busy. I'm busy. Yeah, but there was three things that did not make sense. And I feel like in, in a few weeks, I feel like it's fine to talk about it because you ain't watch it. That's on you. Yeah. But... I, there was one and I was like, this not make glaring sense. thing that was wrong to me that was like I feel like it makes the whole story not Oh yeah, plausible. we'll have to talk about it. Yeah. Because I wanna yeah. But anyway, I thought it was good and I, I'm I'm ready for season two. Yeah. That's the one thing so about these shows either. when they put them all yes. out and then you binge it's like now I have to wait a whole year for right. it. To, to come back Mm -mm -mm. that's how I felt about you on Netflix I literally binged it and I'm like now I have to wait now I have to wait literally like a year and a half and everything is slowed down on production so like all my favorite shows aren't even back yet yeah or they throw a couple I feel like we had a few I don't know if you watched This Is Us they had a few new episodes Mm -hmm. of This Is Us and now it won't return until like January so yeah and um, Good Trouble was in the middle of filming I think when COVID started they haven't filmed yet i mean like this it's a on um good trouble is a sequel of the fosters oh okay. i have been yeah that. that's part of i binged it during quarantine first i watched uh good trouble and then i went back and watched all the seasons of uh the fosters uh, so fucking good and you know what i also did in the last month is binge 12 seasons of big bang theory that's a lot <laughs> That's that's commitment. That's what is that? Twenty two yes. episodes. They third twenty seven minutes each. Twenty three episodes per season. I'm impressed myself. That's like that's... literally every time I turned on the TV, I was watching Big Bang Theory. Yeah, that's crazy. The biggest like binge like that that I've ever done was Lost like right after undergrad, back before streaming mm-hmm. was a thing. So I was like watching on broken websites. Mm. I think, did I order the DVD from Netflix? Cause I was definitely like a <laughs> member who used to order DVDs from Netflix. Yeah. Um, but I binged it in like a week or something. I think it was seven seasons of it and literally was having nightmares or dreams, nightmares, a little bit of both. Dreams, yeah, um, I do that too. About the show, like it was, one particular instance, I came home, I was staying at my parents' house, and my mom walked in my room, and I was at college, so I'm not used to people just walking into my room, walking up mm-hmm. on me. And she, like, what I felt was a grab, she claims it was a hug, attacked me in my sleep. Attacked you? <laughs> because I had been watching, so and I dramatic. thought she was, like, in the show attacking me as if I'm sleeping on an island. So, like, that was I don't know y'all, my, my man do was. no such thing. No, but I was I was in survival mode on an island for the immersed in that life. So you just can't uh, walk up to somebody like that. And I know she listens to the show, so I'm defending her to the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she wasn't having it. She probably <laughs> smacked me back for thinking I was for thinking I was being your ass ain't being kidnapped. Um, I know, right? But yeah, that was my my um, last true like long binge. Um, yeah, I'm starting to run out of shit to binge, but. All right, first, uh, let's talk about queen shit. So we have uh, Marsha L. Fudge, um, who is a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, She has just been uh, nominated, clearly not confirmed yet, but she will be the HUD secretary. You know, for those of you who know me very well, you know I aspire to be the HUD secretary. What Um, is HUD? 
uh, housing and urban development. It is uh, that is a cabinet seat. Um, if you watch, uh, uh, what is it called? Soul Survivor, <laughs> designated, survivor. Designated, designated, survivor. designated Survivor. Everybody always plays. I will do art. No agriculture. Does that get more respect to hood? I don't really know. Um, I would say they're neck and neck. But people always like, what does HUD secretary do anyway? We are very very important to the social fabric of America, people. And um, I aspire to be HUD secretary because I am an urban planner by trade. Um, although I don't think Marcia L. Fudge is a planner. In fact, two weeks ago, she has said in an article, like uh, she had criticized, because a lot of black people that end up being cabinet members end up being either a cabinet member of HUD or labor. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she was like, they need to stop putting black folks in HUD and labor. And actually, like, there's lots of talented black people that can do other things. And she <laughs> was nominated oh, wait. for HUD. Marsha said that? And then no, she, she was said ex- this in an interview, yes, two oh. weeks ago, before <laughs> this news came out. And then that must have been a very awkward, awkward conversation with uh, President elect Joe Biden. <laughs> But she's not wrong. And in fact, she was on the subcommittee. This is about to get real nerdy in government. But in the Senate, she's on, she's the chair (laughs) of the, right. She's the chair or the the co-chair of the agriculture committee. So it would have made more sense for her to be agriculture secretary. And she would have been the first black woman to ever been agriculture secretary. But they still put her in HUD, which goes back to her comment that all they do is give black people HUD and labor. Who is, is, isn't, um... Ben Carson, the previous one? Yes. <laughs> and then uh, Julio Casti- Cast- uh, Castro? Juli- yes. Julio Castro? Is that his- the guy who ran for president. He uh, was HUD secretary, so he's a Latino man. And then oh. it's just been... And there we had another store who was also HUD secretary. Um, her name is Patricia Roberts. She is a soror, Delta Sigma Theta. And she was the first black woman to be HUD secretary. Um, in the 1970s, don't quote me. Um, but you know, well, they carve space for you, you know. It is because I mean, I actually want to be her secretary, though. Yeah, my mama texted me like the little announcement on Facebook for Marsha and Mm -hmm. was like, Oh my gosh, she took Nina's job. (laughs) Why do you know that? But yeah, she did. (laughs) She did. I'm, t- you know, it's fine. Keep my seat warm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I'm a little fine. too young. I'm only 30. Um, nobody's going to give me a cabinet seat before probably like 40. So I got time. It's fine. <laughs> so that's our, that's our, that's our queen shit for this week. Shout out to her, even though she criticized the job before she got it. But I get it. You got to take, <laughs> I'm not turning down no job, no cabinet job anyway. I talked that so shit. I fine. said it too. As I walked to this <laughs> I job, said it, I said right. it. What an awkward conversation for that to have been the news and then you were announced as a secretary. But anyway, I digress. Um, so this week's topic, we're kind of, you know, going a little free form today. Um, something that Dana and I like have been talking about lately is just like the difference and what it means to have like self-esteem, self-worth and self-confidence and how they like are different, but also how they like feed on each other. And so I was specifically thinking about this this week for the show um, because, and Dana, let me know if you've heard this about Cassie. Like, have you heard Cassie's pregnant again with her second child with Alex Fine? Mm-hmm. Did, like, did he and, congratulate her or something? Was it something like he that? He may have, but, the, but there were some people online who were saying, like, oh, see, you know, like, 
you know, Cassie was wasting her time with Diddy. Now she's, you know, she's in a great relationship. She's married. She has two children. It's great. Mm. And the other people were saying, what do you mean she wasted her time? She was young in her 20s and was dating a billionaire. And then she saved money, used his money. And now she married the man of her dreams. And she did like, it doesn't mean that she was wasting she had a, her time. She had a mildly somewhat may consider successful R&B quote unquote career just because she was dating him like right she sure she, I'll be a, I'll be a pop exactly. star if I'm dating you like and she okay. cannot sing girl she cannot sing no so, it wasn't for yeah. talent it was for proximity to Diddy which and she's gorgeous okay yeah right. like okay that led to movies that led to I don't know it seems like a fun time so I'm surprised um, there probably was a there probably was a clubhouse room about this, but so people were basically debating like, did she waste her time? Did she did she not have self confidence? Did she not have self worth when she was with Diddy, or did she have self worth when she was with Diddy? And now she you know she's moved on and and has the life that she wanted. Um, so that was one example, and then the second example of like thinking about your self worth specifically, and of course we're talking about the context of black women. Um, Always was Tiffany Haddish because Tiffany Haddish made the news this week because mm-hmm. the, she, the Grammys offered her a job to host, but they offered her a job. It was no booking fee. It was no hair and makeup money. It was like basically do everything and come come as you are. In fact, pay us to put you on <laughs> to help us host the Grammys. Um, and so that's another debate when people were like, you got to know your self-worth. You know, some people, some people would say, oh, why was she turned on the Grammys? Why, you know, that's a good opportunity to get her name out there, blah, blah, blah. And then other people with sense are saying, why the fuck? I'm Tiffany Haddish. Why would I yeah. not have a budget and a fee for my services? Why do you yeah. Grammys think that you can ask me to do something for free? That was a, I don't know if you've seen a video from, it's, I think she's a British blogger or maybe a writer. Um, oh, her name yes, is Kalechi Akafer. The video mm-hmm. about like, I'm not a grateful black woman. Like, I don't have to be grateful to be in your presence. And like her, just her word gymnastics were just perfect of like, what do you mean exposure? I wear sunscreen. I don't need exposure. I was, ex- <laughs> you were exposed to me. Therefore, yeah. it is, you should be grateful for the divine divinity that is me sitting at this. Absolutely. St- and it was like, you are absolutely right. Like, don't pay me for like it's Tiffany Haddish you know who the fuck she is and to for you to have the audacity to walk up to her and say you're gonna do this for free like you looked in her face and to say that is like that's absolutely crazy that's ridiculous I think for me my um thought so I didn't I didn't hear about Cassie but I heard about Tiffany uh but for me similar to Clubhouse because now I'm just that's my free time these days but thinking about a lot of the conversations and you know the conversations may be tied to like marriage or relationships or whatever but then when you kind of get down to it it's like wait a minute does that person like you're dating someone who doesn't have who has low self-esteem and so all of these other things then show out because of it or insecurities or things like that so even the thought of like we can be whole adults and still lack these fundamental like self-worth self-esteem self-confidence and how that can be displayed and it's almost like if you see someone without it or you see someone who definitely has it it's like almost blinding in a way um so for me it was kind of that how as an adult if you don't have those things like how do you define them how do you work on them how do you 
built them or are they just kind of um, ingrained in you and there's no chance um, for growth in improving those? Or if you see them as three completely different things or kind of intertwined in, in that. Yeah. So, so, you know, how would you define the terms like self-esteem? Like what makes that different from self-worth or self-confidence? So I'll give, I did some Googles. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give Google definitions um, and then we can kind of discuss like our definitions because yeah. mine don't necessarily align with Google. Align with that. Uh-huh. Um, or, you know, the internets. Um, so self-esteem is used to describe a person's overall sense of self-worth or personal value. In other words, how much you appreciate and like yourself. Self-esteem often is seen as a personality trait, which means that it tends to be stable and enduring. For self-worth is a feeling that you are a good person who deserves to be treated with respect. And then for self-confidence, self-confidence is an attitude about your skills and abilities. It means you accept and trust yourself and have a sense of control in your life. You know your strengths and weaknesses well and have a positive view of yourself. Okay. What what were your big things taking away from that? Like like starting with self-esteem, what did you think about that? I think I think self-esteem can is a like a lever to your self-worth, but I feel like self-esteem can be fleeting. Um it could depend on a mood or shit as as a woman your hormones, like how you feel about yourself at a certain time depending on something like and it's not it doesn't have to be like detrimental so I think of like I can't think of the last time I got my eyebrows done so yes if I take a picture it's like oh yeah I'm not gonna take a picture of my eyebrows now. but do I think less than do I think I'm yeah, less beautiful you know yeah. it's like it's not yeah. that deep like, it's no. just yeah at this moment I'm not gonna take a million so like you know what I mean yeah um and I think for self-esteem too, kind of like Cat Williams, it's esteem of your motherfucking self. Um, <laughs> you have to look into yourself to determine it. Um, so I think it could either be, and there can be external factors, but it's deeply rooted in like what you think and not only what you think, but what you believe about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, at that moment, things can be fleeting. Um, when I think of self-worth, I think that is kind of sort of more aligned to the definition of like what you deserve and what you're entitled to. And I feel like with self-worth, that's kind of like, like a stake in the ground almost of like, mm-hmm. I deserve mm-hmm. happiness. I deserve to be treated like a human. I deserve mm-hmm. to be respected. Like whether my eyebrows are done or not, you know, like whether yeah. I, how I feel about myself or whatever, like I deserve to, I'm entitled to being able to choose and having my, you know, um, having autonomy and being able to have agency and be like, to me, that's what self-worth is. And that doesn't really shift. Um, it can, but I feel like it has to be a mat foundation. Like if it was a house or an umbrella, because a house is weird, but like, let's say you put an umbrella in the sand, <laughs> like the anchor that's holding the umbrella down to me is your self-worth. Like that, yep. if you don't have the foundation of self-worth, then it's going to affect your self-esteem and self-confidence. Yeah, um, definitely. And so definitely. I've always, I think I've always had, well, and it also depends on the topic, right? Because in my career and in life and mm-hmm. my friends, 
I've always felt that I deserve the best, but I, I am a quote unquote good person. And I, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't shit on people and I don't, you know, talk bad to people. I mean, I'm shady, but you know, I'm a fundamentally like a good person. Like I've never mm-hmm. gone out of my way to hurt anybody, blah, 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 blah. Right. Whatever you consider yourself as a good person. So therefore I'm like, Oh, I deserve. And I've also suffered. Like I've suffered in this world. And so I feel like, because I've suffered, I always have an outlook of that suffering has made me a better person, right? Because I mm-hmm. treat people the way I wish I was treated. You can and be therefore it's like, yeah, I'm more empathetic, I'm more understanding. And so that helps my self-worth too, because I'm like, no, I fucking yeah. deserve. Like I used to be eating motherfucking canned vegetables uh, for dinner and shit like that. And I deserve to have this and I deserve to have that. And mm-hmm. you know, whatever now what i will say is that sometimes like when it comes to love probably and much more when i was younger i didn't have a great self-worth i think now i do like with maturity and life experiences i'm like no i'm not dealing with that bullshit like mm-hmm. i remember i told ruben when we first when we went on our little brunch it wasn't a date because we had no intention of dating but I, I literally told him like yeah i'm in a relationship but i'm pretty sure i'm gonna break up with him and i'm okay with being single for the rest of my life because i was just like mm-hmm. it's just never gonna happen <laughs> because i'm never going to lower my standards or my self-worth and a man is never going to come along that's what i thought at the time that was going to show me that he was worth my time or worth, you know like worth my self-worth right of like saying Mm -hmm. this is what i deserve so yeah it always depends on the topic in some instances of like your self-worth i think the older i've gotten um and i'll get to the self-confidence but i think the older i've gotten like my self-worth has to be like that cup has to be full in every single aspect of my life in Mm -hmm. in order for like my self-worth to be solid Mm -hmm. so like if i like to your point if i have a lot of self-worth in like career or family or whatever but like it's lacking in relationships Mm -hmm. i feel like that's going to show itself in other arenas of life if not in the like in the romantic space it's almost like you have to make sure all of those cups are full so that they can be stronger and more stable for like to navigate the shit that comes with life um so to me then it's you know important to put in like work to make sure you always have that self-worth um for well, I will, I will say though, some people are, you, you met these women, they're bought, you know, they're bossy as fuck. They make good money. They da da da. And then they boyfriends be trash. They fiancés be trash and they be taking yeah, whatever. Yeah, if you watch being so Mary like, Jane, I feel like right. she's the epitome. So like, it's like your self-worth and work and all this other stuff is here. And then when it comes to love and relationships, you don't think people can have like very high, so a lot of self-worth in one aspect, but not in another. I think I, I definitely think they can, but like if I use the example of in some instances with like Mary Jane, because she didn't have that strong self worth in other aspects, it then spilled over into like then she would be like fucking her coworker at work and, and putting her job on the line. Even though she mm, has self worth when it comes okay. to that, like it may spill over into these other th- it's like a if you think of like the foundation, if one leg off of a stool is kind of broken or shaky that chair is still not that stable. I'm not saying you can't function. I feel like it's a lot of people, depending on what year you ask me, I can't say that my self-worth have, has been equal in like every aspect of my life. Um, but I think it's important to try and have it there. Like mm-hmm. you can still be productive and you know, maybe you are 
good at not being able to show well the, where in what area the self-worth lacks. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's, I think you would want it to be equal in areas, I would say. At least for yeah. me, I can't speak on no, everybody. No, I think, I think that that makes sense. I just don't know if everybody is there. No, but I think that I, that I, and let me sense. say, I'm not, I'm not there. <laughs> like, so, mm-hmm. but I think it's a, something to at least attempt to shoot for. Yeah, I think the um, older you get, the more, the more you, you have an understanding of what you deserve and what you want in all aspects of yeah, your life. It takes definitely. life experience. Yeah. The um the third word or kind of defined an action of self-confidence to me. And I got this wording from Simhart. But to me, self-confidence is the external manifestation of your self-esteem and your worth. And I feel like that is how you show people how to feel or think about yourself. So it's almost like that if the other two are kind of internal or looking into you and like what you then um work on yourself I think that's then reflected in your self-confidence and I think when people look at you I think they see your self-confidence before they may see your self-esteem you know depending on how that looks on you and on individual people um I also feel like confidence is something that you can exude without ever like opening your mouth it's just kind of like you know if you've ever seen it's like man she just has confidence or man he just has confidence and it's probably because of how they view themselves and how they think it. And not only do they think it, they believe it about themselves or can at least show it um, or are good at faking it. Cause sometimes I'd be oh, having girl. to fake it till I make yes, it. Some absolutely. instances it's like, I was about to say, all right, yeah. let me just, let me just try and pretend to be, you know, absolutely. pretend to be this way, That's but you do like that. So people don't, yeah. So people don't see you as, Oh, she has no faith in what she doing. You know, it's like, nope, yeah. I need to put on this. Because your, your self-esteem and self-confidence don't always have to align. Like, there yes, has definitely yes. been where it's like, fuck, I suck at this, I suck at that. But everybody's like, oh, my God, you did so great. Or I really loved it. And I'm like, oh, great, thanks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I hated everything. Or, mm-hmm. um, like, when it comes to, and especially, like, being a plus-size person or close to it now well I guess it's kind of weird because I used to be much bigger than I am now and I've lost like 80 pounds so I still think of myself as a big girl um but I am because I'm a size 14 and apparently a size 14 in America is plus size um but I say all that to say yeah yeah, I mean whatever (laughs) But whether I was 80 pounds heavier or now, my confidence has been the same, but my self-esteem has not been the same. Like mm. my self-esteem when I was bigger, Break that down. I was, I was, I hated my body and I still hate, don't like everything about my body. But like when I was bigger, although I loved me and I had self-worth, I was, I hated quote unquote, the body that I was in. Um, mm. And but my confidence was always like I would like a, a, a part of my life. I had a food and fashion blog um, and I was like in plus size fashion. And I was like, I'm going to make this fashionable. I'm going to wear, you know, I'm going to wear the latest trends. I'm going to wear uh, fucking halter tops. I don't care if y'all see this belly, whatever. And people loved it. They were like, oh, my God, Nina, you have so much confidence. So, you know, like they do Lizzo, like, oh, my God, you're mm-hmm. so progressive and so brave. Um, <laughs> just by living my life. How can you post that? You're so brave. <laughs> right. I hate it. Oh, my God. Um, and internally, I was just feeling like I 
I was like, am I attractive to people? Am I, you know, uh, am I disgusting? Are people looking at me? Whenever I was eating in public, I would like have feelings that people were judging me for what I was eating. But outside, everybody was like, oh, you're so confident. You're so, you know, you dress so pretty and cute and you're so trendy and, you know, and I, you know, I kept a nigga. Um, So, (laughs) you know, that was never an issue, but internally I I really did not like myself. Um, And so, I mean, clearly it wasn't all about the weight, but because of how society treats fat people like me um it definitely played a part but my self-confidence and my self-esteem did not align um Mm -hmm. and it's a really it's a really weird awkward place to live in um and i think that people would say the same for lizzo right because we were just discussing about how lizzo like she did a uh, some type of claim we're also talking about this pre-recording yes we were exactly (laughs) this is why i wanted to save it for the show duh um but she was doing some cleans and people were like, oh, is she not a part of the plus size community anymore? Is she just doing this? Is she doing that? And then I saw a video of her like really down on herself a few days ago where she was saying that she, you know, some of the comments were getting to her and that her self-esteem was being affected. But the world sees her as this confident figure and, you know, so again, yeah. so brave and all this stuff. It's like a real mind And then they fuck. also, they also, and again, I think it's, for her, the unique unique aspect of being a celebrity is they also then put that on her to be the spokesperson of like body positivity, almost as if yeah. she is not even allowed to have those feelings in a sense of like, yeah, what, or even it's like, if she wants to lose weight or does something that makes her lose weight, then it's like, is she now anti-body positivity or now she's like being fat phobic because she's fat and wants to lose weight or is it it's like all these things are then put on her that uh, other people are forcing her to make a decision that we may not she may not even know the answers to those questions right now um and it's like but then as a celebrity you're then like i can't imagine having to deal with the ups and downs of self-esteem and then being put in front of like for the world to see or to to have to have a fucking opinion on yeah no, I mean, that's that's brutal. And and it's crazy because I think about that. I was talking to my sister. Me and my sister are very similar. Her name is Darla. She, I love her. She's amazing. She's in a PhD. She's she delivered her own baby this summer. She's amazing. Um, and we're so similar. And I was telling her, she was like, oh, she called me. And she was like, oh, how was your week? I haven't asked you about the job. Because y'all know I just started a job. And I was like, well, last week was kind of tough. I was feeling kind of down on myself because I made a mistake. But this week I did something really awesome. Um, and my boss told me, you know, that he that I was making his life easier. So I feel better. And that affected my mood. And so it's funny because we were talking about Cause the same thing that we do from confidence where people are like, Oh my God, you're so great. Um, for me, when people, especially at work, because I'm a workaholic, I really, Mm -hmm. I'm really good at what I do. Um, and I've made a name for myself because of that. But, but for me, what proves to me that I've done a good job is when people say, Oh my God, Nina, we're so happy that you're here Mm -hmm. or that you are affirming affirming you. Exactly. Because, that is what I've been taught, which is, I mean, which is fine. I don't think it's anything wrong with that, but those affirmations for me shift my mood so much. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. I, although I know I'm helping, I like to hear, oh, Nina, you're helpful. Yeah. 
that's, um, not that's, that I deserve a cookie, but I like to hear that. Oh, I really, I really since the affirmation of it. Yeah, glad that yeah. you helped me solve this problem. Yeah, you know it's weird. So we were we have um, development talks of like you know performance reviews or whatever, and so I just had mine, and it's funny of even like ha- that needing a. Fr- for me, it's kind of split because it's like I like to be affirmed in that way, but I'm still my biggest critic. So mm-hmm. sometimes like my self-esteem can kind of fall into there of like I had multiple colleague reviews and like my manager and everything of like you're doing amazing taking this program. You know, it didn't exist before you got here. And now it's like well known across the, all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. But in the back of my mind, because I know that I haven't performed of what I could be like just because of 2020 has been 2020. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm still I still don't feel that way even though every yeah. single person who should be saying something good about me is saying it. Yep. It's because I hold it's like and I feel like we've talked about it of dealing like my mediocre is other people's best. Yes. So it's you know yes. so it's like it's frustrating Literally. when it's like <laughs> yes, I know and like I say that very humbly but like there are so many things I could have done if my brain was like functioning full power the way yep. it was prior to being in a yep. pandemic. Um, so even in that, it's like in that scenario, nothing they could have said would have been able to impact my, my self-esteem in a positive way because I still think it's like at the, at the end of the day, everybody knows I love that saying at the end of the day, like <laughs> my opinion of me matters most and that can be a good thing or a bad thing like in this instance yep. it's a bad it's a bad thing um the exact so even when way. you said that and i also separately we don't have to go into this on the show but i recently redid my love languages and realized that mm. words of affirmation is at the top mm. um of like what i need to feel yeah. love or appreciate it um so yeah no i def i definitely get that of I've definitely always felt like um, I'm always harder on myself than other people are. Like people could tell me, "I'm Nina, you're so great," and I know that they mean it because it's not just people mm-hmm. gassing me. They're like, "Nina, yeah. you literally helped me change my life." Whatever I say that humbly, um, and I love doing it because I love that adrenaline of of knowing that I changed somebody's life. And I know that that sounds weird, but that's probably why I'm in public service, and that's yeah. probably why I love working for the government, even though I could. I absolutely make you found a way to help people even not liking to interact with people as much yes. in like a social like, way so you like it makes are gonna change because of my work right and i yeah. and that makes me feel good um you know and so it's weird because my sister always makes fun of me because she's like you know how people you know how there's like tweets that's like all y'all bitches got imaginary haters like there's literally nobody hating on you (laughs) so every time i make a status on facebook that's like oh who thought this little girl from the east side of detroit would blah 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 or oh i moved to la with 500 dollars in a dream my sister always comment like girl everybody knew you was gonna make it like please stop (laughs) like you capping and i'm like damn Damn, Darla, like, let me live because the the few people, and I do mean few people in my life that have ever given me friction about anything I've ever done, I hold on to that feeling. Like, <laughs> the boy in fourth grade who told me I was the same color as dirt is still on my hit list. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, oh, yeah, like, a handful yeah. of people in my life. Everybody like, else um, in my life is like... What's baby, what's baby girl from Game of Thrones who had the list? Um, 
Oh, not Sansa. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, uh, it was Arya. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like Arya exactly. And so, <laughs> like, my sister be like, or or somebody on Facebook, I had said something, and they were like, "Well, Nina, we always knew you were gonna like be successful." <laughs> like it was something like that, <laughs> where I was like, "Oh, who would have thought, you know, that people that I'd be here now or winning this award <laughs> or whatever?" And people like, we all did. We literally. Oh, we're who would have thought you would have gotten to Harvard <laughs> bitch you was the valedictorian like <laughs> yeah it's like stuff like that and I'd be like okay I gotta chill but but the affirmations mean so much to me that the negative comments impact me sometimes even longer mm. is the point that I'm trying or, to get or to. The, ne- the negative comments become like the personal vendettas that you have to go yes, after like to I like, took it personal like it was yeah. like it was fucking uh, <laughs> I took that personal yeah more, yeah MJ, yeah. No, no, I can. Sports reference. Look at you. Um, Um, (laughs) No, I can. I can relate to that Um, because there's definitely some people on my list. Um, Yeah. Do you think that? And I guess I feel like we're similar in a sense. Do you think that any part of your self-esteem or worth or confidence is tied to? Because we talked about like how other people's best is like our mediocre whatever do you Mm -hmm. think perfectionism ties into what drives any of these things because i i mean i'm assuming Mm -hmm. do you feel like you're a perfectionist this is an interesting question for an aquarius and i know y'all are probably tired of hearing us talk about um (laughs) fucking zodiac Zodiac signs but aquariuses or aquarii uh are we're like messy but not nasty does that make sense mm-hmm. Where yes, it's perfectly. like so yes. i'm not a i'm not a perfectionist like i will make spelling errors and and have read it 30 times and yes okay bitch you ain't have to okay now mm-hmm. you're on my list now you're on my <laughs> fucking list mispronunciations <laughs> of words because <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about what we were doing before you're we on my fucking list all um, right spell my name right bitch <laughs> Anyway, so I'm not a perfectionist. To say, I mean, anybody that knows me knows that I'm not a perfectionist in the sense that every, I'm not a Virgo, you know, but. Or a Capricorn. What do you consider like when you have visions of things? Because I've watched you plan an event, and yeah, to me that gives off grandiose visions. That gives off visions. Particular perfection. It's like this not right. This mm-hmm. not part of my vision. This not the color shade of what I was yeah. looking for. Like maybe that's why I'm why I'm getting like perfectionist vibes of right. I have when I have a vision, like I need that vision to come to life. Now, now, like every single thing in the background to make that vision come to life may not be perfect but th- once you see the vision you're going to be overwhelmed by how great it is and i and that's honestly mm-hmm. my career because like i'll be like i have an idea like I, like especially at work i'll be like i have an idea let me explain it to you and i've always been really good at explaining because my writing is very matter of fact like i'm not a i'm not a uh a person who likes to write a lot or writes what's the word that i'm looking for descriptive yeah like paint a picture with your words or like yeah i'm not like i'm not like i'm not gonna write a novel but i'm really good at writing a report you know what I'm saying? Mm. like i like very strength succinct this is the fact this is this is what the consequence would be yeah for blah 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 and once i start talking people see it and they're inspired but reading Mm. it on paper 
has never been like my thing. Like when I get into, if you mm. get me into an interview, mm-hmm. I'm killing the interview. Like point mm-hmm. blank period. And you'll see my resume, which is bullet points, which is great. I hate cover letters because I don't mm-hmm. like all that flowery shit. Like I don't like all that flowery writing. So that's what I mean. Like I'm messy, not dirty. So like, I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm also, I also have a very specific vision when I do task, which is what has uh, contributed to like my uh, success in my field because people see the vision and I make it. And, I, and also when you're like this, you have to actually pay off. Like you can't just have a vision and a shitty product. Like my product yeah. is always good. Yeah. I, uh, I think I'm definitely a perfectionist um, mm-hmm. because if everything even behind the scenes has to be right, um, I think I'm a perfectionist in a sense of the way in which things are done has to be right, has to be the most efficient, has to be the most calculated thought about, like, that's just kind of how my brain works. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw this post on somebody's story on Instagram, and it said, perfectionism is a commitment to habitual self-doubt. Mm, that's me, because nobody hit. got time for all be- that. Yeah, because it is a constant, like, Am I doing this? It, like, even when I think of like what I'm thinking about when I'm kind of in my perfectionist mode, it's definitely like, did I do this right? Let me double check. Let me make sure. Like, it's definitely tied to what I'm doing and making sure that it's right. Because even if it's I'm doing something for work and my name is on it. So because it's my name, it has to be perfect. It has to be right. It has to be whatever. Mm-hmm. And then just thinking of like the habitual self-doubt is not good for any type of self-esteem or self-confidence. So it's almost like a habitual cycle of question it's like a constant questioning your self-confidence you know like on netflix are you still watching yes are you still confident Mm -hmm. yes are you still confident yes (laughs) and you like you constantly have to reconfirm that with yourself as opposed to just like being on cruise control of like yes i'm confident i believe it and every single day i believe that and i don't have to constantly re-ask myself or like reevaluate it um what do you think contributes to your self-worth to my self-worth well that's the foundation so I think for me it was mostly how I I think how I grew up and and like how despite how I grew up I've been able to make something out of nothing like that 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 ability to survive Mm -hmm. um I think has 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 established myself worth because it's like if I could get through that you can't you can't do shit to me you know like mm-hmm. I, there's literally so many things I could pull from my life that I've never even talked about where I'm like if I survive that you good like you not about to break me mm-hmm. and so therefore I'm like my self worth is just it's stable what about you that makes sense um I think it's definitely tied to Um, your environment so I think if you have a nurturing environment it may show up and not saying one is right and one is wrong to get you like a high self I just think that these are factors that can um, impact it whether positively or negatively Um, but your environment um, knowing and I think this may be particular at least I can say for me like particularly like being raised like being black and being raised as being black in a world that sees you as black um, mm-hmm. is like understanding your morals, values, purpose, and like who you are 
separate from what the world sees you as. Mm. Because even with like, and I've dealt with like being teased for having darker skin, like all that type of stuff. Mm. I always knew in the core of like, there is nothing wrong with me being black and I'm actually, I am, even before black girl magic, I always thought like I'm magic because I'm black or like I'm, you know, that's never any, no one has ever made me feel or made me believe Mm -hmm. ashamed or less than for being black of like, what? Like my, you know, just the whole nature of it is is definitely tied to that. Um, And then that kind of being reinforced of like, I'm around black people, black, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that, definitely set the foundation of self-worth and then knowing of like even growing up it was like do you know you are so-and-so's grandchildren of like you are so-and-so's mm-hmm. grandchild or you are in this family it's like that kind of puts that self-worth of like oh I am somebody because I am somebody's you know child yeah. or grandchild yeah. or you know child of God whatever it may be for for a person um but I definitely think you should get I feel like self-worth is one of those things very important to have at the youngest age possible and to like build on it throughout the rest of your life um i think it it's not impossible to gain self-worth as you get older um i just think more elements kind of then come into it just because you know you you really believe and absorb what you see for the most part not everybody when you're a child um so i think those things kind of contribute to or at least the foundational things that can contribute to your self-worth yeah no i i completely agree what about like what impacts your self-esteem like i know you talked about oh my eyebrows or my eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> is there anything i long else? for arch <laughs> um what impacts my self-esteem i feel like it depends on the day it depends on i don't know i would say society um yeah or because not to say like oh society tells me what to think about myself but it definitely weighs into it depending on your location so like let's say you are um what's the different like let's say you know how depending on where you are in the world like some body shapes or things like that are more acceptable or variations of it are more acceptable so if you're or even not body shape but like if you are tall and you play basketball then your height even as a girl is like going to be cheered and revered so you may have higher Mm -hmm. self-esteem as opposed to if you didn't play a sport and it like you weren't congratulated or cheered about something like that as a kid that could be seen as something to to pick on um now i feel like the internet plays a part just because you have access so maybe you can lump that into like media or I guess that could be society too um your thoughts I don't know your subconscious whatever type of information you take in can probably affect yourself the same too yeah no I I agree I think um I think the outside world has a lot to do with one's self-esteem uh because society is constantly telling you what what's acceptable and what's likable and um that doesn't always affect my even if you don't believe confidence right i mean right exactly because there could be things like oh if i don't have um long 3c curly hair 
I'm not attractive. So I'll look in the mirror and I'm like, well, I do like my hair, but oh man, what if I did have 3C curls? Would, mm-hmm. would I look even better? Would I be even more attractive? Would I be even... But when I walk out the house, I'm like, I'm a bad bitch with my mm-hmm. kinky, curly curl pattern. Um, but you know, inside, you may you may be thinking differently. Um, or you or you know, I could watch a music video and be like, dang, she got a flat stomach. I wish I had a flat stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, <laughs> these roles gonna get seen. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> In summertime, shy. So yeah, I think um, society definitely has a lot to do with self esteem, at least for me personally. But you know, sometimes I uh, have to check myself. And say, well, why mm-hmm. do you why do you want to look like that? Is it because the Kardashians look like that? Because the Kardashians look like black women, but they're not black women. But you are a mm-hmm. black woman, so it's not going to be perceived. You know, like you get you literally go do down you, that. Are you actually hole. interested in the niggas who find that attractive to even want? Like, if if that's right. even desirable, like who are those people you even want to be desired by? Like, right. It's all sorts of stuff, um, and then also society is always telling women how to be women. Um, not yeah. that there's so many different versions of women. There are more masculine women. There are more feminine women. There are women with more masculine features and who grow hair on their face and um, have broad shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's mm-hmm. so many different variations of womanhood. But growing up, if you don't fit into that box, you're constantly, like I was, constantly questioning myself, like, oh, my God, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not worthy or I'm not, I, I don't deserve to have um you know these things and then because of how I grew up though and because my self-worth is a certain way exuding a a self-confidence that doesn't match my Um, Mm self-esteem like again for survival because it's like if these girls know that you don't like yourself then or girls or people right they'll they're gonna take advantage of it it. so it was like survival again because my self-worth is tied to my ability to survive um and so yeah it's just like that's deep i'm gonna write that in a book in my memoir yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) no i'm i'm sitting here like i'm processing it all too um i had a question i may have to come back to when you talked about the self-esteem and self-confidence yeah yeah um I think too, where do you, where do you now, you kind of talked about like the origin, but now where does your confidence come from? Or like mm-hmm. when you need to, when you like, ah, I'm feeling I like I'm a little bit it. on E right yeah. now. Like, where do I pull this from? Or hmm. how do you, dev- I guess it's kind of twofold. Like, are you running on the same confidence that you had when you were a teenager? Or is it like hmm. you formed it and it kind of regrew as to like now I got my adult confidence on yeah I definitely think I have my adult confidence me too um, because (laughs) yeah I think my confidence when I was younger was mostly based on like I'm really smart even though I didn't feel Mm -hmm. that smart um but I think now my confidence exudes all throughout my life like work home love life friendships like my confidence comes from um and like, like I said, that's why I say it comes with more wisdom because the more you experience life and the more you're like, actually, I'm doing this life shit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the more your confidence comes through. Or you realize don't nobody know what the fuck they do. They do it exactly. <laughs> you like, man, fuck this shit. Right, like, y'all, I can totally y'all had me thinking. Doing, y'all had me thinking it was hard as y'all hell. Y'all been winging this shit too. 
Right. Yeah. Um, especially when you realize your parents are just people and that yes. when your parents when you were your parents' age, they had three kids and you like, I if I had three kids right now, they all be fucked up. And look at y'all. You know, look, I'll be apologizing for not for not taking the chicken out the freezer twenty years ago. Like right. I get it now. Like yes. I should have took the chicken out. Yes. I would have choked me if I was you too. Like, could you imagine me trying to raise a baby? Like, I would fuck <laughs> that baby up. I would fuck that You're baby. You trying to up. raise? <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah, I definitely think my self confidence just comes from trial and error, and then being like, oh, I didn't fall for that again, or oh. I did something really good. Oh, I keep doing, I keep, I paying my bills on time. Oh, snap. I went from paying my bills on time to all them bitches on auto pay. Like it's a little stuff like that mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I'm doing this shit right. And my confidence is more boosted. Dang, you on of, auto pay. I'm you know, still a little conspiracy about that. I, I am still got to press pay. the button myself. I still, I got to press the button myself. I'm auto pay on every bill I have. It's a blessing. Mm. It's that's a humble yeah. brag. That's really well, if y'all knew well, how I grew up, that's a blessing. I literally well, wake up and walk through my house sometimes. I'm like, I'm blessed. Let me stop playing myself. I'm um, still blessed. <laughs> and then there's other days though where I feel like completely shit and I didn't and I'm like I have accomplished nothing. I have saved no lives. I do not have a Nobel Peace Prize and life is fucking awful. Um, you know. It just depends. I think similar to you, I definitely see confidence. It's like I got my adult confidence came in the mail probably when I was like 29 and a half. And I hold you up. Uh, And now I'm wearing the fuck out of that shit now. Um, I think when I was younger, similar to you, like I tried to base my confidence in very not shallow, but like superficial things or things that didn't matter. So like mm-hmm. I did get good grades and I definitely thought like I'm smart I'm this because I get good grades the flip side of that is then entering Michigan engineering and failing shit and it's like mm-hmm. whoa you know like yeah. now I have an issue now I have an issue or like things tied to my resume or if I won awards and you know things like that or when I first started working it was tied to like performance reviews or any aspect of my life whatever was used to like quote unquote judge, I kind of based my confidence on that. Even even if I had no say in like what the judging criteria was in a sense, you know, it's like, oh, if, you, if I got an A, that means I'm good. If I got an F, that means I'm bad. Even if I did my best in study, you know, and did whatever. Um, versus now, I think my confidence is like rooted in facts, uh, like facts I know to be true. So to the point, I know I'm worthy of love. I know I'm worthy of respect. That's a fact. It's not up for debate. It's not up for anything. It's not someone's opinion. It's not even my opinion. It's a fact. Like, therefore, it it is true. Um, And I think, too, for me, like my own self-development and like self-understanding of myself Um, And even now, like we both talk about how we're being in therapy, but like understanding who I am, how I tick, like why I think the way I think, how things in my past influence how I am now. It's like I know myself and I know what I can do and I know what I'm capable of. And I trust I think it's an element of like trusting myself in that, that then that tends to present a confidence that it's harder to like waver. That yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, because it's, those it's, things are like etched it's like a brick stone. house instead of a, a yeah. Straw house. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. It's definitely a I'm a brick house. house. 
Um, oh my God. That, yeah, that's immovable in that in that way. Um, and I think that then is kind of evident then when I walk into a room like then that becomes what it exudes and it's like yeah. oh no like that's just a confident bitch like that's how you describe me it doesn't change it's not just oh just on today this bitch is confident you know it's like yeah. nope that's what it is um it is, but yeah. that definitely came with age or even even getting sick of the feeling of not having high self <laughs> high self-esteem or, or whatever it's like I'm sick of feeling this way totally I see other people and they're yeah. confident I want to feel like that what do I got to yeah. do to constantly Sometimes feel like that's that hard about to myself shake, though. yeah I mean, that's yeah. a harder pep talk of being like, okay, just yeah. be like other people. It's like easier said than done. Yeah. Or, but. or even having, I think you could agree, like for the most part, we have a solid, I mean, our friend groups largely overlap, but like we have a solid positive friend group yeah. that even, and you know how you say like, don't listen to what other people say or believe what other people say. But mm-hmm. sometimes I have to just believe the people that love me and what they say, even when I yeah. don't believe it about well, myself. Yeah. Yeah, people um, that you so trust. even that's like, like if, a reinforcement. Yeah, if I wouldn't, if I don't love and respect you, then your opinion doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. much. Like it holds a lot less, uh, a lot less weight than somebody yeah. like my sister. Like I, I was, it's funny because when when my sister called me, we were talking about it. You know, talking about this topic and like you know how for both of us getting those affirmations from work, blah blah blah. But I also was telling her, like, a lot of me, of my drive is, like, I need to make Darla proud because she raised us Mm -hmm. and she, you know, like, she took care of us and the least I could do is for what she sacrificed Um, because Darla taught us how to go to college. She she went to Michigan Mm -hmm. first. You know, she was she struggled uh, being a first generation, not a first generation college student because my mom actually she did go to college and has a college degree. But being that my mom was in prison at the time, my sister went to college without my mom there. Um, Mm -hmm. And my aunt who raised us did not go to college. So that's what I mean by like, although Darla's not first generation college student, it felt like it was. She was mm-hmm. doing the fast foot and asking questions and trying to figure mm-hmm. out what she needed to put. And my mom was in prison, so what do you put when your parents are, you know, like stuff like that. And she yeah. taught me and Darla, and me and Charles that. Um, and, you know, and I always appreciate that she sacrificed a lot for us. So I always think, like, oh, I want to make them proud. Like, I want to make her proud specifically. Yeah. So. You know what? I've been, and this is recent because this is pulled off of Lovecraft Country, but like that scene where they were like in the ancestral plane and just like the idea Mm -hmm. of being able to talk to and like see the various ancestors of like, you know those saying, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have to level set myself to your point of like when you walk around your house and you're like, I have like, I did all this for me, like see how far I've come. Sometimes it's almost like a, in my perfectionist mode of like, but still look at how far like your lineage has come in a sense Mm -hmm. of, you know, like how can I ever feel not smart or not intelligent? Like my grandfather had a third grade education. So Mm -hmm. all the things that got me like from him to me having two engineering degrees, you know, like even things like that is like, you need to level set and realize what, if not you, what other people have done to got to get you where you are, and then right. use that to like drive towards your purpose instead of this constant like how dare how dare I self like doubt myself when right. I'm capable of all of this. All, so that's usually so my pep much. talk that I have yeah. to like 
kind of, you know, tell myself about myself. <laughs> like, girl, <laughs> girl, um, that's me twice a day. Girl, when yeah. I wake up and when I go to sleep. <laughs> no, play. You know, one more. <laughs> One one more thing I would be remiss to say is like growing up, I didn't have a lot of self-confidence um, at all. But once I met and I think I've told some of the story on here, me and I met my partner when I was 16. Literally, he is the reason I have self-confidence like he is not the reason overall, but my first I guess he was the catalyst. He was the catalyst of my yeah. self-worth. Like once he taught me I could be loved by somebody else. Like he taught me love. Like he, like I say that he taught me how to be loved and how to love. Um, and even when we were broken up for five years and I never thought that we would ever get back together, I still would always be so thankful to him because he literally taught me love. Like he, his, mm. his nickname for me is gorgeous. Um, and for those of you who know me, I have a gorgeous tattoo on my thigh. Tat, 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 um, tat. And I got that when I was in college, but Yes, it's a little bit of a hood rat um, thing, but we but make sure we I remind love you. it. <laughs> but I love my tattoo. I, I don't regret it. I love it because I love what it, it means for a, you. It was a manifestation of me taking what Ruben started and then owning it for myself. I am mm. gorgeous. Right. This is mine. Like whether Ruben was in the picture or not. Like I said, we were broken up for a long time. I always was like, thank you for st- give showing me how I could be loved and how I deserve to be loved. Now I mm-hmm. own this. And I went into every other relationship knowing that I I was worthy of love. Um, look at how that turned full sense. circle. Yeah, look you know, that. he cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so like sometimes don't be, don't be playing it, takes, boy, Ruby. <laughs> it takes somebody showing you that you deserve to be loved and not deserve like, and it doesn't even have to be romantic love, but mm-hmm. that somebody in your life shows you you are worthy of so much more than you think. And sometimes mm-hmm. that person's romantic. Sometimes that person's a friendship. Sometimes that person is family. But for me, it was really Ruben when I was 16. He really, I don't know, something something about his love, like, just sparked it. And, you know, I haven't been able to tell anybody I'm not a bad bitch since. So it is what it is. There you go. Um, so even tied to, if you know me, I kind of keep, quotes that I pick up or see in a note in my phone but what you were saying tied into a quote um that says love yourself so that when love so that love will not be a stranger when it comes Mm. and I feel like even that is tied to like just all of the you know the the self-words we've been talking about esteem worth confidence all of that it's like you have to do that. Or even in your case with Ruben, he like showed you what that was. Not that you deserved it or he he was the deciding factor if you deserved it or not. But he showed you what it was so that when it what came it around, like, yeah. even when he came back around, like you knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. you were not shocked by it. You were just like, oh, hey, love. Yep, you back. You back. Yep. You back. Yep. You've been this here before. This is what it's supposed because, to feel like. You know, yeah, yeah, this is what it's supposed <laughs> to be. Um, so, yeah, that made me think of, of, I don't know what that quote is from, but. Um, that's a really good it, quote it caught my ear um, so yeah yeah this is just to kind of wrap up the conversation um, let us know feel free to write in or comment on when we post um, the different episodes on Twitter on on Instagram um, for our listeners like what do you see as self-esteem self-worth or confidence and kind of how do you um, 
where does where do those things come from or kind of how do you define them um and and let us let us know how you feel this episode was produced by us and edited by dana cole our theme music is the track same by ricky ells be sure to check it out on all streaming platforms for questions comments feedback or topic suggestions hit us up at queentonepod at gmail.com be sure to also check us out and follow on instagram and twitter at queentonepod thanks for listening